All right, so we're going to make this a quick one. We're going to call this Muscle Monday's six-packs, <laughs> six-pack shortcut. And so a lot of the times I'll tend to go pretty deep on like the anatomy and stuff like that, but I just want to jump into practical takeaways. So a lot of times you'll hear different things on the internet when it comes to training your six-pack or trying to get a six-pack. I'll basically I'll try to debunk a few myths and beyond that, we'll just go into what's going to be most effective for trying to help you get the look that you're going for there. So first things first, um, abs aren't made in the gym. They're made in the kitchen. I'm going to say all muscles are made in both the gym and the kitchen. So if you're training that muscle in the gym, you're not, what they really mean is, is that if there's body fat on it, you're not going to be able to see it. The thing is, is that doesn't mean that your abs aren't growing. You just can't see them as well if there's a certain layer of body fat over them. So in order to see your six pack, you're just going to need to diet down in order for that to happen. So that doesn't mean don't train them. And then some people will say like, oh, well, your core isn't made to do this, that, and the third, like crunches and stuff like that. They're saying it's bad for your back. Um, it's untrue. Yes, you should be able to resist force through your core and a good core training program would include some amount of your ability to resist forces front to back, side to side, and rotationally. So like planks, side planks, bird dogs, uh, suitcase carries, uh, ab wheel rollouts, um, you, you, you just like we can keep going on, um, but those sorts of movements. Then there's uh, exercises like our crunches and our hanging leg raises and our cable chops and, and Russian twists and things like that. Those exercises are actually going to be the things that are going to be better suited towards helping the muscle grow. Um, not that they can't grow from like maintaining a static position, but like we don't train most of our muscles in like an isometric hold and expect them to grow. Um, that's not how you do your bicep curls. It's not how you do your bench press. It's, it's not how you do most of those things that you want to see grow. So if we're trying to maximize growth, growth, we're going to want to see some amount of spinal flexion. So like something like a crunch. Um, I wouldn't necessarily do like crunches to 60 or something like that. We want to treat the abs like other muscles. So we want to find a a weight that maybe is challenging for somewhere from six to 10. We might find something that's um, challenging from eight to 12. We might find something that's challenging from 12 to 15, maybe some combination of those things. So um, I personally would probably go more towards the higher end uh, to start. That helps most people just get the form down, get the technique down. So sets of, you know, 15 to 20 or 12 to 15 would be pretty sufficient. Um, but we also want to make sure that we're actually taking these near failure where a lot of people just stop when it kind of starts to burn. That burn does not mean that the muscle is ready to quit uh, by any means. But obviously, if you're experiencing like cramping or anything while you do this, then you need to push through a cramp. Um, that being said, we want to focus on progressive overload. So all the principles for training still apply. It's just now your abdomen. Um, so I would do something where we're doing a top down crunch and then maybe something where we're focusing on like tucking our pelvis so like a hanging knee raise things that focus on like the bottom up 
um, a lying gar hammer raise. If you need links or anything to these videos or exercises, let me know. I'm happy to, you know, shoot them over to you. Just uh, send me an email at Stephen at Davis Fitness Method. Now, um, when it comes to obliques, um, we're going to look at how do we train things rotationally um, so or laterally. So I'm either doing like a dumbbell standing side bend. Um, maybe I'm doing a side, brank, uh, side plank bridge. Um, so where I bring my hip up away from the floor. I'm in a side plank. I bring my hip up away from the floor and then I bring it back down to the floor and then repeat for repetitions. Uh, once that's easier, then you'd go for something like a standing uh, side bend with like a dumbbell. Um, you could do something like that off. Of, you can make it even harder by putting yourself on like a hyperextension machine, but sideways and then doing a side bend off of that. Um, I would then say also things like cable chops, uh, Russian twists. Um, so something where you are rotating and something where you are laterally flexing the spine. That's going to be, and so the obliques, they're not the six pack muscle, but they're going to help you basically outline that six pack because you don't want just like six abs on the front and then nothing going on on the sides because it gives the illusion that like the abs, it just kind of looks like a zipper. Um, so it just doesn't give it the full complete look that you're looking for if you're looking for a toned core. And honestly, I think it personally, I think that you would be better off focusing on your obliques uh, more so. Like if you're going to put energy into one of these things more than the other, I would say more into your obliques than into your abs directly because the overall toned midsection look is going to come more from those obliques than the six-pack. Um, while six-pack's great, it's nothing without obliques. So um, other things that we want to be mindful of is like, your, um, your ability to do like those isometric movements, like your, um, planks, your side planks, um, things where you are dynamically controlling the core, those things are going to make it so that you are better able to place tension on your midsection. So they do have their place and they also are going to just make it so that when you're doing, let's say something like, a your lower, um, like you're like if you're trying to focus on like crunching from the lower abdomen, like pelvis tilting backward and not getting just your hip flexors to do everything, it helps you because you're able to understand how to isolate certain positions and go through them without just um, flexing your hip. The hip will flex, but you don't want it to be pure hip flexion, right? You want your abs to help pull um, up. So focusing on those movements will actually help you better I isolate the target tissue in other exercises. So just make sure as you're putting your program together that you have some form of isometric work in there, not because that's the thing that's going to grow the core the most, but that's because it's going to help you better put on tissue and preserve the core in terms of its global functioning. So it's not, it. you don't want muscles that just move, you want move things that also resist. So getting good in all, all of those things is going to help. Um, in terms of progression, again, just like everything else, um, focusing on, can I do a certain weight and improve the amount of repetitions I'm doing? Then once I, let's say I'm in a range of 12 to 15, 
work from 12, get up to 15 reps on maybe three sets of that exercise, then maybe up the weight, maybe 10 pounds, start again at 12, then work your way back up to 15 repetitions. I'd say once you feel like you're starting to stall there, maybe adding a set um, or another exercise so that you can continue this progress, this process. So not necessarily looking to build a longer list and greater volumes of these exercises. We are, um, as it gets stronger, you'll be able to tolerate more, but just making sure that you're able to balance that with your recovery. So what you're able to do outside the gym, um, with like rest and sleep and your diet, that's going to be important, but how we are programming and making sure that we're not just spamming a hundred different exercises and then wondering why we feel super fatigued and maybe we're not getting the results that we originally thought we would. So also as it comes to dieting, so like I said early, making sure that we do go through a phase of cutting down, but we do need to go through a period of actually trying to intentionally grow the abs, which might mean for short stints of time, you need to be at least in a slight surplus. So our weight, our weight would actually be going up. But it's not like I want you to gain a pound a week. It could be quarter of a pound a week, a half a pound a week, something like that, depending on how well-trained you are. The more well-trained you are and the more core work that you've been doing, probably the less weight that you need to gain. So focusing on a smaller surplus for you. Whereas if you're new to this, you're probably going to be able to gain muscle a little bit more quickly. I would say you could get away with a more aggressive surplus. Now, obviously this is subjective. So if you're looking in the mirror and you're like, hey, I feel like I'm putting on too much fat too quickly, then slow slow things down. You don't have to gain at the rate that I'm saying. And you might notice that, and it's going to depend because you might notice that you're training really hard, um, but still for some reason you're not growing all that quickly, um, then yeah, tone things down. Now, if you are responding well to the training, the sleep and your hormones are in appropriate place to help muscles grow, then you might be able to get away with a more aggressive surplus. So that being said, you're going to build up the muscles there and then you still won't see them the way that you ultimately see them, which is when you cut down but they're growing underneath and then we cut down and now you have a six pack. So, um, that's my six pack shortcut. I don't think that too many people focus on actually growing the abs like other people would, um, or like other body parts. But I think if what you're wanting is a more defined midsection, that's going to have to happen. Now, if you're looking for a more slender, or like you're not necessarily looking for like a bulky core, then it's really, it's about like how much muscle do you have? How much muscle will we need uh, to get the look that you're looking for? If you're not like, okay, I want these like really brick looking abs, then yeah, you can probably get away with um, leaner, um, or like a leaner look. I would say you just don't need to put as much muscle on. It's not like there's a special way to do that. A lot of people will just stick with, the amount of growth that they'd get from like these sti- these static positions, so like the planks, the dead bugs, things like that, that might be all they really need to get the size of the muscle that they're looking for. But then it's just a matter of managing how much body fat you have. So um, there's different ways to appeal to different looks. 
uh, that you're going for. And as it pertains to literally just the aesthetic, um, you're going to have to train that muscle to grow some way and then reduce the amount of body fat surrounding it. So that's it for today. Six pack shortcuts. I hope that was short enough. Um, shorten this episode just because I got a little bit of feedback saying that we kind of went too far in. If you don't feel that's the case and you prefer the detail, let me know. I'm going off of what I'm getting from you guys. So be sure to, uh, leave us a review. Uh, let us know how you like the podcast and that way I know what to give you and what to deliver for you and what sort of guests we can have on and all that stuff. I only want to make this better. So just let me know. All right. You have a good one. Thanks for listening. Ta-ta.